GummyCube founder, App Store optimization platform launched in 2010 today, working with 150 enterprise brands doing north of 375 grand per month in revenue, about doubling year over year. So healthy growth again, all bootstrap net revenue retention annually over 100%. They've got nice pricing axes that allow them to drive that up. Spending caught, you know, payback period 16 to 20 months to acquire the customers. Again, team of 35 in San Jose and other remote locations. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Dave Bell. He's an entrepreneur and recognized pioneer in the fields of mobile entertainment and digital content distribution. He's been featured in and is a frequent contributor to Inc. Magazine, Newsweek, VentureBeat, Website Magazine, Mobile Marketer, and many others. He's currently the co-founder and CEO of GummyCube, the leading global provider of data technology and services for App Store optimization. Dave, are you ready to take us to the top? Ready. All right. What does App Store optimization mean? So App Store optimization essentially means understanding how to acquire users and grow your app um, across all channels using the best data possible, focusing on things like building organics, understanding what users are searching for in the store, understanding what influences conversion in the app store, and also across your, all of your channels, um, and improving those metrics, having a, having a plan in place to systematically test and systematically uh, expand your presence and improve your conversion. Interesting. Okay. And what's your revenue model? Is it a pure play SaaS company? Yeah, it is a, it is a SaaS company. So, uh, we have a platform called data cube and a platform called split cube. Those platforms, uh, one, uh, data cube is used for keyword metadata optimization and market intelligence inside the store. Split cube is a platform kind of like optimizely for apps that's used for an AB testing solution, uh, particularly for like Apple app store, for example, where you can't run live AB testing. Um, and what we can do is we can literally emulate app store pages or search results, allow you to drive some traffic in and heat map what users are doing when they uh, when they hit those pages. So before you even go live in a store with changes, you can understand uh, how they might impact your conversion and what variants of creative work better. And when you combine that together with kind of targeting the right keywords and understanding what users intend to download when they search, for example, you end up with a much better funnel. And of course, a lot of this activity, when you understand what converts really well, when you understand the way users search and what they hope to find, that also translates into optimization of any of your other marketing channels. Because at the end of the day, you're trying to create one big pipe or one big funnel uh, that gets the right users to your app and maximizes your growth. And so by leveraging ASO, not just for typical things like search optimization or conversion, but also leveraging that data to impact your other channels, you can have a much bigger impact. And that's what our technology allows people. And Dave, with that in mind, I know you have a bunch of different customer profiles, I imagine, but um, what does the average customer pay you per month, would you say? Um, so, I mean, it can vary. So our, our business model uh, is dependent on the number of apps that you have live. It's dependent on the number of territories that you that you want to address. Um, you know, typically for like an enterprise model, for example, uh, you know, we could, uh, we could range anywhere from, you know, 1049 a month for pure self-service, uh, all the way up to $1,500 a month per application if you're looking for some help too. So GummyCube is unique uh, in that uh, we understand that one of the biggest problems with SaaS is that a team might sign up, use it once, and then other priorities might come up and you never use it again. Some people address that through customer success, kind of light touch. Um, we actually have a team that can go in and kind of help, help inform and educate 
and kind of help almost drive the next steps of the optimization process to ensure that our customers are getting the best or the the best results from our technology. So again, Dave, just to focus the rest of the interview because we, we're short on time, would you say like the appropriate average might be you know a thousand bucks a month typically, or is it less than that? No, it's 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 more than that. So most most people that we work with are kind of at the twenty five hundred dollars per app per month level. Okay, got it. That's fair enough. That that's helpful to understand. And so with that in mind, I'd love to learn you know, kind of put all this on a timeline. So when did you launch the company? What year? So Gummy Cube has been around for almost a decade. We launched Gummy Cube in two thousand ten. Uh, we are actually the oldest ASO company in North America. We were founded three years before you know, Sensor Tower, for example, even existed as a technology or a tool. Um, so we've been doing this for a long time. And, and frankly, Is App Annie in your space? Uh, kind of. So App Annie has one function inside of a broader tool that lets you understand uh, what some of the keywords that your app ranks for. But the reality is that app store optimization is very nuanced. Um, it's not the same thing as chart boosting in the stores. Uh, the data that you get in terms of how you understand search volumes uh, can vary depending on the tool that you're using. Some very accurate, some not accurate. And one of the things that GummyCube really set out to do was create technology that from the ground up was mobile. So not just importing the Google Keyword Planner into mobile, but looking at how the algorithms worked kind of reverse engineering them. Okay, so App Annie is not a competitor. Uh, some people view them as a competitor. Some people try to use them for the purpose of ASO, but the features and functionality aren't really a perfect replica of what we have with DataCube. Okay, interesting. What's your team size today? How many people? Yeah, so we have 35 to 40 people in San Jose. We also have offices in Berlin, uh, in Tokyo, and uh, in Portland, where we do a lot of our technology development. Oh, great. Okay, so San Jose, remote locations, 35 folks. And uh, over the past decade, how many uh, customers have you scaled to? Yeah, so we uh, you know, we have a lot of customers. Uh, generally, our customers range from what I call kind of startups that are very serious about their business, so they're investing in growth, all the way up to uh, to enterprise. Right now, you know, we serve upwards of 150 enterprise customers. Um, so, you know, uh, you know, folks like you know, News Corp, for example, uh, you know, uh, and, and their subsidiaries. So uh, we also work with, you know, great startups like, you know, Linebike and, and folks like that. So um, that's the, the type of company that uh, that we typically work with. So, Dave, can I take kind of that 150 enterprise times the average enterprise, you know, monthly payment you said earlier, 2500? You guys are doing about kind of 370 per month right now, something like that? Um, it, so it's not that straightforward. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, a, it might actually be a little higher than that. I don't reveal revenue numbers publicly. Uh, however, you know, what I can say well, is Dave, many- one of those, by the way, one of those has to be wrong. Cause I'm just taking, I'm just multiplying. So either your ARPU is lower or higher or your customer count is higher or lower. Yeah. So here's, here's where the variable is. The variable is we don't charge per customer. We charge per app or per territory that they want to, uh, that they want to target. So, um, it's a little bit higher than what you said. Okay. Uh, and then that's because most of our customers have more than one app. Got it. Fair enough. And then take me back, you know, if you're doing North of that today, you know, what's growth look like year over year? What were you doing a year ago? Yeah. So we've, uh, we've almost doubled since last year. Oh, great. Uh, or realistically in the last 18 months, we've almost doubled. That's great. So call it maybe November, 2017, doing half of 400 K per month, so maybe 200 K per month, something like that. Where's most of that growth coming from? Is it adding new apps to the same customers or is it brand new customers altogether? Uh, it, it's, it's both. So we've, we've added, uh, we've added a lot of new customers, but a lot of, uh, a lot of folks, uh, have also been adding apps. So like, when you work with game publishers, for example, they have an entire portfolio and you kind of uh, will land one and then 
have good results and other product managers will come to you. So there's been some land and expand, but there's also a lot of business development that goes on. I mean, we have a lot of uh, a lot of great inbound. We have a, a great business development team that we built. And have you been able to resist the temptation to raise and bootstrap the company or did you decide to raise? No, we bootstrapped the company. So oh, great. I love that. Yeah. So this is our, this is my third mobile start, fourth mobile startup. Actually, my last one, uh, I was a co-founder of Playphone where we raised 60 or $70 million. Uh, this one, we decided that we were going to, you know, we already had a lot of great relationships and, and, and a lot of great developers that we knew. So, um, we built the product. We did a lot of the, the data aggregation, machine learning in the first few years, completely bootstrapped it. Uh, and then, you know, we funded the rest with revenue from our, from our customers. I love, look, that's the best investor, right? Uh, we, we, we call VC vested customers there, right? That's bootstrapped for you. Um, talk to me, you know, in any SaaS company, churn is really critical. What is your churn today and how do you make sure it stays low? Yeah, absolutely. Well, and you know, you have to look at churn in a few different ways when you're in a business like ours, right? You have, you know, smart developers sign up, but they really want kind of a balanced approach to their ASO and they want the best technology. You've got startups and then you've got enterprise, right? And so, again, I, I'm not going to reveal our, our exact churn rate, but one of the things that we do to really uh, um, have the best experience and results for our customers is that we put a lot of service into it. So, again, I think the failure of a lot of SaaS companies is to have an allergy to service. I think that, uh, you know, at the end of the day, being able to help your customers not just use the product, but make good decisions when they're using the product is extremely important. Um, Will you charge, and, by the way, Dave, for the service or you just subsidize it? You give it for free? Yeah, no, it's it's SaaS. Like I said, we have rates that, that range from kind of pure self-service all the way to, uh, you know, what we call full service ASO, where we provide help. And uh, Sorry, we, Dave, I didn't understand that. They, they pay for that extra help, though. Have different subscription rates depending on the level of help you want. Okay, got it. Yeah. Okay. So did you, sorry, you, I, I thought you were going to expand there. I cut you off. Anything else you want to add there about how you use services plus SaaS? Yeah. So, you know, again, I, uh, you know, for us, there are a lot of components that go into ASO from like keyword metadata optimization to knowledge about kind of conversion factors and, and what works or doesn't work in various categories of the app store. So to the extent that we can leverage our team to, you know, help make good decisions, uh, to help guide people in the direction of kind of what is working in their category uh, and, you know, even kind of get our hands dirty and do some of that work. Uh, you know, we're, we're happy to do that. Some of our customers would probably refer to us as their agency, even though we're not formally marketing ourselves as an agency, but that's just because we're happy to get very involved. But at the end of the day, it's, it's kind of a SaaS model. Yep. Uh, since you don't want to talk about specific churn data, let me ask a different, more vague question. Um, because you're growing kind of your customer base, if your gross revenue churn per year is low enough, your expansion, obviously revenue will put you above a hundred percent in terms of net revenue retention annually. Is it true that you're above a hundred percent net revenue retention annually? Uh, yeah, we're, we're, I would say that's an accurate statement. I, I would say that our, I would say that our churn, uh, particularly among our enterprise customers where you don't have issues like, uh, you know, we're, we're have to raise more money, right. Uh, is, is very, very low. Yep. Uh, yeah. Churn low re- revenue retention, obviously high. And what are some of the pricing axes you're able to expand accounts by? It sounds like one is kind of number of apps on the platform. Are there any other kind of usage based things you upsell against? 
Um, so, you know, obviously our focus is app store optimization. So the, the biggest, most important factor is, is kind of apps and territories because that's how we aggregate data and that's where our costs are. Um, you know, the other, the other kind of new variable is we do have our AB testing product called SplitCube where you could do multivariate testing in addition to what you do with DataCube on the keyword and metadata side. And so that's kind of a new product add-on that we're just introducing now uh, where you can kind of optimize the conversion on your funnel as well. So that's going to be kind of a dial to turn as well. That's great. Very Another kind of a product upsell basically. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then talk to me, I want to get it kind of in your brain and get a sense of kind of how aggressive you are. So in terms of investing and in acquiring new logos and new customers and new game developers or media companies, uh, are you, you know, are you happy to spend up to 12 months of first year ACV to acquire that customer? Or are you more aggressive at 18, 19, 20 months? Um, we tend to be fairly aggressive. So we have a very business development oriented model versus a self sign up model. So uh, you know, we are we are not you know a company that leverages free trials or, or gives things away to acquire customers. So people need to contact us. We need to do some business development. We need to go there and meet their team, and we need to kind of do the presentation and invest a little bit of time up front. Uh, but but that pays that pays dividends down the road. I mean, you know, like I said at the end of the day, when you have a client, you have to invest in their success. And when you're educating a client why you're different and you know how to how to view the data and what the value uh, proposition of your product is, you've got to invest a little time in as well. You know, my background when I was at Playphone, you know, we were closing enterprise deals with customers like Walmart and Best Buy and big guys like that. So, you know, we are very skilled and know what it takes to kind of go in and kind of interdepartmentally win those deals, even if it takes a little bit longer. Yeah. So just to be clear, though, I want to, I really, really understand how you've done that, especially if you have other past experience. So if you got someone paying you 2,500 bucks a month or 30,000 bucks in kind of first year ACV, what I'm hearing you say is you're going to fly there, give a presentation. You're happy to spend maybe 16, 12, maybe even two months of ACV to get the customer. I mean, is that accurate? Yeah, I would say that's accurate or even a little more because a lot of our customers, like I say, they have they have more than one app. They have some of them address 30 territories at a time. Right. So there are a lot of customers that scale beyond thirty thousand dollars a year for us. And so we really invest. Um, we invest that time in making sure, uh, you know, making sure that that we can educate and that we can um, really be a resource to these guys as they're making the decision. Yeah. You know, with Dave, pay, payback, payback period, those are ratio, obviously, between costs and what they pay you. So if someone pays you more per year, call it 100 grand per year instead of 30 grand, you, you still might stay aggressive there and spend up to 100 grand to make the acquisition, fly four people out instead of one person out, things like that. I mean, is that fair to say, no matter what the cohort is, you're spending about 16 to 20 months on, uh, on acquisition? Uh, yeah, I would say I would say that's fair. I mean, I, I would say uh, I would say that it's you're right. It's it's a factor of how many people we leverage to get on the account. But I mean, there are some partners where you know we're we close them in a month. There are other partners where you know it might take twelve months. Sure, to close, of right? course. Another. So um, you know, honestly, for me, uh, I'm I'm more focused on retention and winning the clients. Um, and I think we make a lot of our, a lot of investments up front, uh, because I think, you know, that's what you have to do in the enterprise space, right? You're not going to, you're not going to close the deal in a day. Yeah. It makes good sense. Uh, any plans to raise capital or you're happy staying bootstrapped? We are always open to fundraising. Um, you know, I've done that a lot in my past. Um, but, uh, but I think we, we're going to remain bootstrapped for now, at least in the foreseeable future. Um, I think that one of the benefits of, of being bootstrapped is that, you know, we really get to build the business in a way that makes sense instead of building a business for someone else's model. Uh, and so 
Um, I think that's helped us grow much faster. I think it's helped us be much more nimble. Um, and, you know, we'll see if there's an investor or a strategic partner that comes down the road that kind of really shares the same vision. Uh, you know, we would, we would definitely look at that. Yeah, very good. All right, Dave, let's wrap up with the famous five. One word answers here if you can. Number one, what's your favorite business book? My, my favorite business book. That's an interesting one. I think there's one uh, that I uh, that I read frequently in the past called uh, 40 Laws of Power, uh, which I think which I think is interesting. Um, but I'm also a big fan of uh, of like uh, kind of books that document other folks. I thought the the Steve Jobs biography was really interesting too. I think I'm probably more into those. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Is there a CEO that I'm studying right now? Um, I'm not not really studying other CEOs or or what they do. There are some CEOs that that I admire. Uh, I, I think that, you know, the CEO of Microsoft is doing a really, really good job right now, kind of turning around from the Balmer era. Um, I think that's one of the biggest kind of success stories in tech, kind of, uh, kind of rebuilding the business and focusing it around SaaS, uh, in a lot of ways. So, you know, that, that's something I think that I would say I'm closely following. And number three, what's your favorite online tool for building your business? My favorite online tool for building my business. So I would, uh, now I would say generally speaking, uh, it's not a tool, but it's a channel. Um, it's, it's, it's SEO and search engine optimization. And we do, we, we work with a lot of tools on that from, uh, you know, from Moz to, uh, to guys like Ahrefs, but you, we really believe in organic. And so that's kind of where we invest for our own growth. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Four to five. Okay. That's good. And what's your uh, situation? Married, single kiddos? Uh, single and, uh, I have one cat who's like a kid. <laughs> okay. Very good. And how old are you, Dave? Uh, 35, 35. Last question. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew? That's a, that's a really good question. I think I wish that my 20 year old self, uh, knew, knew more about, uh, I guess the importance of experience and how that might color decisions. I think, uh, you know, when I was, when I was 20, I, I value disruption and change, but I think, you know, it's not necessarily needed to hit your head against the wall a few times when other people have already done that. Yep. Guys, there you have it. Gummy Cube founder, app store optimization platform launched in 2010 today, working with 150 enterprise brands doing north of 375 grand per month in revenue, about doubling year over year. So healthy growth again, all bootstrap net revenue retention annually over a hundred percent. They've got nice pricing axes that allow them to drive that up. Spending call it, you know, payback period 16 to 20 months to acquire the customers again, team of 35 in San Jose and other remote locations. Dave, thanks for taking us to the top. Thanks.